And there have been so many times where I wanted to quit. There have been so, I'm about to get emotional. There's so many times where, you know, I was just like, Lord, like as a leader, am I supposed to feel this weak? And he said, I started it. So let me finish it. Welcome to another episode of A Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. In this episode, I have a great conversation with Amarellas Harper, and we talk about all things. We talk about Bible, we talk about prayer, we talk about our relationships with God. And so it was just a real genuine and down-to-earth conversation. I hope you guys appreciate it, and I hope it provides you some value. So I don't want to do too much talking. Let's jump straight into the episode. I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself to the people. Who are you? What is your name? And where can they find you on social media? All right. So my name is Amarellis Harper. You guys know me as Rel. I'm obviously on IG and Facebook. Um, my IG account is Rel underscore four. Um, who am I? Who are you? Where Where are you from? I'm from High Point, North Carolina. Okay. I didn't know you were an NC native. Yes. I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't know that. Yeah. So you grew up here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your upbringing like? Like your, just your heritage, people. Okay. Uh, every just just on a personal level, not it don't have to be anything spiritual. Okay. Well, my upbringing. Um, my father is from High Point. Um, my mom, she's from Connecticut. Um, she is Puerto Rican. My dad, um, he's African American, and they met in high school. Okay. Yes, they had me in high school, um, their senior year. Um, my upbringing, my upbringing was, it was really, it was really cool um, in the sense of, you know, I had young parents, right? So um, they did the best that they could. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very hardworking people. So that's where my work ethic came from. Got you. So... That's where that came from. And it was cool. I feel like I have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I love the African-American culture, and I love the Hispanic culture. So I you got a little, You got a You got a taste of both worlds. You yeah. good. Yeah. So talk about your spiritual upbringing. Did you grow up in church? Did you not? When did you, like, how did you get to where you are today, like, from the beginning? Okay. Um, I definitely grew up in church. Um, I grew up in church. My dad... <laughs> He is a preacher's kid. My grandpa, he's been preaching for, gosh, 30-plus years. I think I stopped counting at, like, 32, I think. Um, So he's been preaching for 30-plus years. Um, So that was, you know, obviously my church home growing up. Um, I, you know, church every every Sunday, you know, it was very, Mm -hmm. it was very, you know, traditional. traditional. (laughs) It was very traditional. No Halloween, you know, celebrated, um, obviously, you know, the regular holidays, but right. it was very, man, it was, it was pretty traditional. It was the root of who I am. Right. Um, but I had to learn how to find God for myself as I got older, mm. for sure. And so did you ever like stray away from God or from the church at all at any point in your life or has it been pretty consistent? Um, did I stray away? I would say I strayed away, um, not in believing in him, but just kind of like, um, you know, I was pretty sheltered. I was like pretty sheltered, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sheltered. So, um, I didn't, my first party 
was an undergrad. Right. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't built for this. Yeah. So, like, my first party was an undergrad. Um, so, I kind of straight away, um, my freshman, then in my freshman year, and definitely my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And um, so, after my sophomore year, my junior year started reeling it back in. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Mine is a year before. So, like, freshman year. Uh-huh. I went to church twice, like my whole freshman year. I was just like, and I wasn't really doing like I wasn't wilding, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't. I had been in church and grew up in church all my life, and I was like, I'm tired of this, so I need yeah. a I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, my soft the back half of my sophomore year, I come in contact with this group of believers mm-hmm. at you know at my school, and that kind of re sparked the fire. Yeah. And so, what was your like, how did you get back to where, to that place? What what was that process like? Oh, boy. Um, how did I get back? I had to realize that God was like, I have called you. Mm. And you cannot do what you want to do. <laughs> so if you want a taste of the world, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you worldly consequences. Mm. And so that is a whole nother subject mm. on a whole nother time. So I experienced my worldly consequences, and that was my breaking point. Got you. That was my breaking point because I was different, and I didn't want to be different. You know, I was, I was different, not saying that I was special or anything, but it was just like I realized that God, like, he wasn't just, like, in a, in a subject, a category. Like, he was my everything. Right. So, yeah, worldly consequences, and I didn't like those. Yeah, nah, <laughs> trust me, them, the world, them consequences hit different. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> when you be like, you know, when you're under the shelter of him, it's, it's different because mm-hmm. it's a different, you know, it's it's a discipline. It's a different di- discipline. It is a different discipline. Um, so, yeah, how did you find him as that person or, or as not just this being that's out there or this thing? But as him being the father, and yeah, how did you build your relationship with him? Um, I built my relationship with him. Um, I had to honestly. It really started when um, Tari and I got highlighted on our heart to do trials of the rib in undergrad. Okay, and I would say that honestly, like I literally learned God all over again in a different way mm-hmm. because I was scared of God. Really? I was so scared of God. I was scared of him. I was just like, I, I had this mentality of if I do my life the way that he says that I'm not going, like nothing bad is going to happen to me. Right. So yeah. I didn't look at God as father, like daddy, like he's Abba. I looked at him as just a disciplinary mm. and trying to minus as much daily sin as possible because I know that he'll bless me. But then I'll look around, I'm just like, y'all out here wilding and y'all living better than me. Right. So yeah. I was angry yeah. and I was scared of God. Wow. So I'm trying to figure out which way because there's a. So talk about your fear of God. And this is not, you're not talking about the. The biblical fear of God, in yeah. which it's a you know there's a, a honor and a respect for him, but it's a genuine 
fear, like afraid, being afraid of God the Father. Where do you think that stemmed from? And yeah, just talk about that for a second. Like, how, like your process of becoming, because I don't think we have a natural, innate um, fear of God in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. So yeah, talk about that for a little bit. So where did the fear um, develop? Ooh, Kevin, you got some tough questions here. Yes. <laughs> the, f- the fear developed, um, honestly, I think as a child. Um, I, you know, growing up in the church, you heard a lot of like, you know, don't fornicate, don't do this, mm-hmm. don't do that. Like, you know, I feel like it was just like, but if you do, it, it was almost like, the world would come to an end. I don't know. Right, like, right, right. And so as a child, being, you know, my parents being so young, I was afraid of, um, I was afraid of almost everything in the sense of like marriage. I was afraid of disappointing God. I was afraid of um, just, it was almost like a, like a, a pat on the back system. Like, mm. you know, if you do this, your life won't be this way. And I had to learn that that is not true. Right. That is not true. Yeah. So I that fear really started in childhood. And I hate to say that. I mean, it's not I hate to say. It's just honest, just honesty. It really started in the church because the more you sin, the more it was like yep. your life will be bad. Yeah. And, and when you were talking, I wrote down lack of explanation, right? And what I think a part of that fear and that the root of that can sometimes be the church's inability to explain why or how or the reason behind certain things like don't drink Mm -hmm. don't don't get drunk period don't don't do it yeah if you if you do it you're outside the will of god Mm -hmm. we're not explaining the rest though and of course it's not all churches but um I think that's a common thing that churches or the church sometimes doesn't explain why. Right. The reason why you shouldn't do things and the love behind it. Mm -hmm. Because God doesn't give us boundaries for no reason. Right. He gives it because there's a love behind it that he knows us. He knows our sinful nature, our sinful heart. And he knows that if we uh, partake in these things that it will... Like turn us, you know, it, mm-hmm. it will literally. Our hearts are already wicked and, yeah. and sinful, <laughs> and so to partake in these things would further that process and exactly. bring us further from Him. And then the big another thing for me that was really big was, you know, grace and mercy. It runs dry. Or it runs <laughs> like there's a limit of grace and mercy. Right. But then when you read, it's just like God's grace and mercy extends every day. Right. So I would hear, you know, grace and mercy. You know, it's it's a limit of that, and I'm like, well, how many more I got left? You yeah, know, like, right, right. like how many, how many like, more strikes until like, I'm out? Yeah, exactly. So I had to learn to uh, know him as gentle, mm. because you know, yeah, grace and mercy, there are limits, obviously, and that's where those consequences come in, and those. Yeah. You know, it's time for me to discipline you, daughter. It's time for me to discipline you, son. Yeah. But my grace and my mercy, it never runs. Yeah. So that's where I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And so for someone that is currently in that stage of 
being fearful of God mm-hmm. um, with the with the a fear that, like I said, is not you know not talking about honoring God or not that type of fear, but a true, genuine like I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid of the consequences of my actions. I'm afraid that my grace, the grace that God has for me, will run dry. Mm-hmm. How do you get from there to a place where you recognize, like, all those things you just said, that his grace, like, he, he will continue to forgive me until, like, the end of time? How do you, how does someone get there from from the other place? Um, literally starting over completely, like, forgetting everything that you've learned um, and going to him as... It might sound weird, but I almost had to, like, you know, I I used to be in a place with God where I would wake up and be like, Lord, forgive me for anything I've said or done wrong that was not according to your word today. And you haven't even done anything. You just opened your eyes, (laughs) you know? So I honestly, I started, like, I started to turn away from that and be like, okay, God, this is what I did, but can you tell me why? Mm. And then show me you know, your love in it. And then, you know, then then I feel like the repent, you know, people like first thing you need to do is repent, Mm -hmm. you know, but sometimes the first thing you need to do is be like, Lord, explain this to me, Mm -hmm. like explain these wounds, explain, you know, what I'm doing. So I think the best thing for anyone to do is literally just be like, hey, God, I'm starting over with you. And I think a lot of that, too, came with prayer because that's the difference between religion and um, relationship. Right. So instead of being like, Lord, forgive me, I'm like, Lord, so this is what happened today, and this is where I was wrong. So I need you to show me your love. I Mm -hmm. need you to, you know, instead of being like, if I do not wake up tomorrow and I did not ask God to forgive me for my sins, I'm just, I'm going to hell. Yeah. You know, so that, it just comes with that, that fear. So I would just say just starting over. And taking off the pressure, like, yeah. taking off the pressure, it can be really tough. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, one thing my dad was saying not a couple of weeks ago, he's like, God knows you. He knows you. He knows what you're going to do. He knows where you're going to fall short. Yeah. So we beat ourselves up when we sin one time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't think he already knew you were going to do that? And he already gave you the grace for it. Mm-hmm. Like, when he sent his son to die, he already forgave you for that. Like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like we we do we have a tendency to just beat ourselves up over one sin, and not to say that we should just don't take his grace and mercy for granted. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like if you sin and you truly repent and mm-hmm. you are sorry for it and you ask God to help you to move away from that, mm-hmm. then you're in righteousness with him right exactly. you are in in good standings with him and so you talked about prayer you started talking about it and I, I was like yes because like... I already knew <laughs> I, I, I told you like I had a few points where I knew we were gonna go and prayer was a big one yeah. but before that um you also talked about religion versus relationship yeah and I think that a lot of people don't know the difference mm-hmm. of just the religious praying that we can sometimes get caught up in and just praying um, because it sounds good. I'm praying because this is how other people around me pray. But even when I hear you talk about the way you talk to God mm-hmm. and say, you know, God, I, I messed up. I need you to show me yeah. what I've done wrong. That's prayer. Yeah. 
It but is. most people don't recognize that as prayer. As, as you saying, Lord, I messed up, but I'm not fully sure the reason why this is wrong. Please guide me and show. Like, mm-hmm. that's a form of prayer. But I can tell, you know, even just through this conversation, that you have, like, a a settledness in your prayer that you're, you have a relationship with God in which you talk to him like you talk to a father, like a genuine father on earth. Yeah. And... I think sometimes even myself, I've gotten caught up in like praying these bold prayers and mm-hmm. like trying to be articulate and eloquent and trying to sound like other people. Like my yeah. prayer does, needs to be like on fire, like everybody else's prayer, but like it doesn't have to be. No. How do you talk to God is the question. Like, And so have you always been like that? Or like how did you get to a point where you can just like, I'm talking to you, God, this is just me and you. Uh, no. So growing up in church, like I used to mimic what I would hear. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's say we would have like intercessory prayer and I would just pick up on stuff. Right. Yep. And there's still things that I, um, still repeat from my childhood, but now they have a different meaning cause mm-hmm. I understand what they mean now. But, you know, I used to be very like, and people would be like, well, but you're an awesome prayer, you know, da, 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 this yeah. is being girl, da, da, da. But I'm just like, I used to be so like, Lord, I thank you for this day. You're, you know, you are Jehovah, you are, mm-hmm. you know, just all these things. And I was very scripted, but yeah. um, I meant it, but it was still very churchy. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it was still very <laughs> churchy. So as I learned God from myself as a father and not... Um, a disciplinary over, he is a disciplinary, but it was just like, it was overtaking me that, um, that I was like, it paralyzed me in my mm-hmm. life because I was so afraid to be out of his will, you know what I'm saying? And things like yeah. that. So, um, as time went on with my relationship, um, the conversation changed, um, the conversation changed. Like I realized that after every prayer, I wasn't saying amen. And that's because I wasn't done talking to him. You know, mm. so I would just, you know, put a, put a little note. comma. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. And so from following you on social media, mm-hmm. I rec and maybe you disagree with this term, but I recognize you as a, as a prayer warrior, okay. right? Yes. Somebody who fully embraces prayer and empowering others to pray, mm-hmm. right? And encouraging others to pray. Were you always that way? Were were you always like, I'm gonna pray, like, or was it some process? Um, this is. I was always that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that doesn't sound like great to say, but um, but that came with my parents. Um, one thing that they did do, they made me pray. They made me pray every morning in the car before I went to school. Mm -hmm. They made sure I said my prayers before I went to bed. Like, I had a praying household. So it was natural to me. Um, But I thank God for that, even if it didn't start off organically um, in that sense. Because I think if I didn't have that, um, I probably wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. Because prayer 
Like God is your best friend. You know, you try to make him, you know, your best friend. So it's like whenever I feel lonely and no one understands me or if I feel misunderstood, I know I can talk to God. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think especially you saying it might not have been necessarily organic at the beginning Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes people feel, well, if I don't have this natural tendency to pray and be a prayer warrior or to do this or Mm -hmm. to, you know, whatever it is within Christ or even just in life, then it's just not in me, right? If I don't feel this natural desire to do this or to be this person to do or to speak on, you know, whatever, then it's not in me. But I think you take that same thing. It's different because you were a child and so your parents made you pray, right? Mm -hmm. But as adults, we have to make ourselves pray. Yes. And I think there's a process of, I don't even necessarily feel like praying. Yeah. You have to recognize that and say, my inclination is not to pray. Right. My inclination is to be on my phone right now. Mm-hmm. My, inclination, my inclination is to wake up and search on the ground. Yeah. Like, this is what I, my tendency. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to actually force myself to pray. Yeah. And over time, you will begin to develop a relationship with God in which you want to pray. And so you do have to manufacture that original relationship, yeah, which God will then take and then make it a, a genuine and a, one that you're excited. You're excited to go to God. You're excited. I'm better to pray. Like, yes, <laughs> excuse me. I gotta pray. Like, exactly. And then now you're excited. And so, for anybody that's listening, and I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a prayer warrior. I don't have this natural. Like, I didn't. I wasn't raised praying. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. I know it sounds like it's a discipline, though. Mm-hmm. You have to start off in discipline, and then you get to a point where you actually enjoy it. But I like the word that you said, force, because a lot of people don't think it's a force. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to force yourself to yeah. pray. Like, this isn't one of those things where you're going to—and sometimes I feel like people think that God is just going to come down like Tinkerbell and put some dust on you. <laughs> like, I'm ready to pray. Right. Like, I'm ready to choose God, and yeah. that's not it. It's a force. It's a fight. And the reason why praying is so important is because I remember one day that the, um, the Lord um, had laid in my heart. He was like, the enemy is a silent killer. Yep. He wants you to shut up. He wants you to not talk to me. Yes, he does. So when I said that, like, you you know, and everything doesn't have to be like, you know, rah, rah, rah. And, you know, because you have your meek prayers, you have your, you know, I'm going into war. But sometimes people get so intimidated by, um, if I don't, if I'm not the loudest, you know, if right. I'm not using these My prayers don't make words. people ooh and ah. Yeah, mm, like it don't, yeah. you know, it don't really mean anything. And that's not true. Um, for me, um, I'm, I can get real passionate. Mm-hmm. So, I can get loud, right? Right. Um, and at first, I was just like, oh, man, like, that's not good. Like, at first, because I was like, but this is who I am. I don't want to scare nobody. Right. But, you know, I don't have to, um, you know, and then so I was almost like forcing myself to kind of like be something I wasn't either. You know, if I'm a, if God has called you to be meek and quiet, your prayer is just as powerful yeah. as anyone that's like, Rod, you know, tearing up the house. Yeah. So I, that that is the thing. But I think everybody has to be comfortable with who they are, yeah, um, and who God has called you to be. Um, you know, when the title prayer warrior, yes, you know, warriors they can be quiet, 
they can be aggressive, they can be loud, but when it comes to prayer, I'm just so, I'm so passionate. Like yeah. I just, I can't, I'm not here to play with you. Yep. And I, and I sense that from you. And I think what, what that ultimately alludes to is that we're the body of Christ. Yeah. And you may be a hand and I might be a leg. Mm-hmm. And so those two parts of the body do different things. Yeah. But they ultimately work for the glory of God and for the for the entirety of the unit of the body. Yeah. And so that's something that I've had to really work on and embrace. It's just like I'm a chill person. Yeah. And I'm a more quiet person. And so when being at a church full of people that pray like these really powerful and like aggressive and Beautiful prayers. Beautiful, <laughs> eloquent. I'm like, this is poetry. I'm like, I don't I'm even... Like, somebody pass me a dictionary. Yeah, and so I'm like, I don't even know these words. <laughs> right. But, but when you when I when I see that and then I'm asked to pray, mm-hmm. it's just like I don't want to I don't want to pray after you. After you, you just you yeah. just <laughs> you just tore down literally the whole house <laughs> and you want me to pray next. Yes. But my prayer is not supposed to be that, or else I wouldn't. Be here exactly. If if my prayer was supposed to sound like your prayer, why would God put me on this earth? Like, there's somebody that needs to hear my prayer. Exactly. There's somebody that needs to hear the calmness in my prayer. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite, there's somebody that needs the fire that comes from yours and the aggressiveness that comes. Like, oh, oh, that. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just have to recognize that we are the body of Christ and we are different parts of it, but we are still working. Together. Together. Yeah. Ah, that's good. That is good. You deep. You deep. deep. Nah, 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 nah. Come here. You deep, yeah. <laughs> um, man, there's so many different places to go. Let the Holy Spirit use you. Yes, yeah, so Holy Spirit guide the rest of this conversation. So one of the things that you were talking about is like you expected to not have any problems. Are like basically if you sinned, like you would be in the wrong, or bad things would happen to you. Yeah. Um. Or that you just shouldn't have anything wrong happen if you are in right standing. You are in righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that because that is a misconception that can damage people. Yeah. Because if you feel like I've done everything right, I've prayed, I've repented, nothing bad should happen to me. Yeah. You are wrong. Because super wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like the scripture says, in this world you will have trouble. Yes. Like I don't can, know why that didn't register can, to me as a child. <laughs> we can stop that right there and like break that down. Like in this world you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Like he's telling you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's letting you know you're going to have trouble. Right. Like, I'm Jesus, and, like, I had all of this stuff happen to me. Right. I had people persecute me, and I was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we say you can feel like you've done everything right, and even if you have, to a certain extent, you're already born in sin. Right. You already, you're already short of perfection. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we can get angry at God. Because, like, how did you allow this to happen to me? Exactly. And as tough as it sounds to hear, 
why should I expect nothing bad to happen to me? Like, what have I, if I do all the righteous deeds in the world, I'm still deserving of, like, the penalty Mm -hmm. of going to hell. Yeah. So why would I not think a little bit of trouble on earth would happen to me? Now, thankful, I'm so thankful that God has sent his son to die so that I can be in righteousness with God and I can go into heaven and be in good standing. But naturally deserving, we're evil, we're wicked, and we're sinful. And so we can't expect to go through life without any any trouble. Right. Because we you, you already set yourself up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. If you go by the scripture and you, and you persevere, like, Literally, it builds perseverance mm-hmm. to endure these endure suffering, and so we just have to take that and remember that God's not punishing us for you know blah blah blah. Like exactly. He disciplines us, of course, but like because your car broke down today, that doesn't mean you're being punished for something you did. Like your car just broke down sometimes, right. like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and not everything is is that way. So, yeah. I like the way I I would say, you know, in that sense, sometimes people use religion, Christianity as if I do this, yeah, troubles are going to come, but they're not going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to be that bad. Yeah. Um. So, you know, for example, if I keep myself, you know, ab- if, sub, you know, yeah abstinence and you know and all this stuff i'm going to have this great perfect husband because i kept myself right my Com- marriage will be my marriage is going free to be of flaws. just amazing yeah. so sometimes we can take um because i think honestly kev i think people want something to live by so it can give them a reason to be like i blame you because this didn't work that's tough. You know what but I mean? But that's, that's, ooh, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah. So so you're saying, like, if I have this code to follow and something goes wrong, I have something to blame. Like, I'm, it's not my fault, and I can blame this source. I can blame this source because mm-hmm. I've done everything right, so it can't be me. It can't just be chance, like, God had to allow this to happen. Yeah, I mean, especially why do you think a lot of yeah. believers they 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 leave for a little bit because mm-hmm. just like this is, and that was the mindset that I was in until I realized that He was my Father. Right. So like, okay, I did this, God. You know, I'm not going to the parties. I'm not lying. I'm not worrying. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And then all this happens. Yes, I know what Your Word says, right? Yeah. But sometimes I posted this the other day. You know, we're supposed to, God calls us to be a living sacrifice. And sometimes we just feel like a sacrifice. We just feel beat and we're just like, you know, nothing else is working. So we wonder why other people are going to other things instead of him. So it, and it just kind of, it's, it's literally a journey. It's something that it's not, I don't know. It's just something, it's easier to point a finger it's easy to be like, God, I'm not doing this with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I'm not doing this. I think I did everything you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. And that was, Lord, I, think, I thank you for deliverance. But that's where I was. Yeah. In my mind, I was just like, 
I'm going to be a good girl so I can have a good life. Right. Yeah. And even then, we discredit the the sin that we do even then. Mm-hmm. Because I can sin in my, just my thoughts, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so literally one sin, I'm no longer righteous. Right. Now, th- like, again, thank thankful that we have Jesus Christ and he died for us so to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. But without him, literally one sin, we are no longer worthy of even talking to God. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I think that's that's really good what you said. And I'm I'm thinking, like, we also don't, we want to understand God fully, mm-hmm. and we can't. We are the creation, mm-hmm. and the creation is when we won't ever fully be able to comprehend in our brains the creator. Exactly. Like, he he created the universe. Yeah. He created the universe, and you think that we're supposed to be able to figure him out? And so it's like sometimes we ask, why did, why did God do this? Why did... I don't have the ability to understand that. Now, I can pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me. Yeah. Um, he may or may not, but at the end of the day, I can't. It, my my goal can't be to figure God out one hundred percent and try to beat God at being God. Mm-hmm. I can't. And I think that is. I'm glad that you said that because um, God, you know, we're not meant to figure Him out for a reason. So that was another key thing for anyone who wants to know Him as Father. You have to trust Him. And stop trying to, like, yeah. figure everything out all the time. And that's why other people go to other things because it's just like, you know, if, you know, with the new age and universe, you know what I'm saying, with with going yep. getting into that, it's, it, it's explained. Yep. You know, there's no question about it, you know. And then, you know, God is just like, you know, people will be like, well, the Lord and his mysteries, you know, right, yeah. and I'm just like, you know, that could very well be his mystery, but right, right, it's right. still, you just, it's a, it's a faith thing. Yeah. It's all about faith. Like that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. The, the faith, the trusting, um, like I'm literally trusting you mm-hmm. and I'm sticking my neck out there. So, and I've, um, I said this before, God if we knew what God was protecting us from, if we knew what God had ahead of us, we would literally just mess up everything. Yeah. Like, we would mess up everything. Like, if we were driving in our cars and the and angels are fighting our battles and protecting us from something that could happen, can you imagine God being like, so I just want to let you know that I just saved your life. Right, right. We would be stressed out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, we can't. It's too much. It's too much. And thankfully, he shields us from that. But we shouldn't try to understand him fully. No. So I think that's a great point. Um, So earlier, like I said, I see that you... You love to pray and to empower others to pray. Mm-hmm. So talk about Prayer Power Hour. Ooh, where do you want me to start? How did it How did it start? How did it start? And where is it at now? Where is it at? Like what was your, why, why, did, why did it start? Um, even though, believe it or not, a lot of people, I want to like put this out on the table. I love to pray, but I love my word more. Mm. I know that's like, I am 
I love wisdom. I love knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what led to prayer. Because now, the more I understand you and your ways, the more I can have an understanding of my prayer. Right. So a lot of the times, you know, people just think, oh, preacher, Bible, dude, prayer, yeah. you know, and it's it's separate. But I am, I love the word. Like, I would rather read the word than pray sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to, um, so I just kind of want to put that out there because I feel like people don't know that about me. Like, I love the yeah. Bible. I love his word. Um, but how did it start? So obviously with COVID and stuff, um, a sister in Christ of mine, um, she was just like, hey, like, let's hold each other accountable with prayer. I was like, okay, cool. Like, awesome, because I definitely need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I was just thinking, and I was like, if we need it, other people need it. Right. Right? So it was nothing like, God gave me a dream, and I <laughs> right. fasted for three days and three nights. <laughs> you know, it was literally like, yeah. y'all, y'all trying to, like, go to the gym? You know? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was really simple. And so then, you know... She was like, yeah, I mean, why not? So we just started. Um, that's how it started. Mm. So, you know, first prayer call was super amazing. Um, I cried all the time. <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared because I was like, God, like, I don't know what to say. God, like, I don't, like, during this season in my life, Kev, like, God is literally teaching me so much about confidence mm. and like my my walk is just it wasn't the same it hasn't been the same in the past six months wow. so um but prayer uh, power hour prayer um it you know obviously we get on a zoom call um we have every now and then co-ed prayers um but you know god was just like teach my daughters how to talk to me mm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I can, you know, I can do that. Um, But my word for this year that God really, like, nailed me with is consistency. And there have been so many times where I wanted to quit. There have been so, I'm about to get emotional. There's so many times (laughs) where, you know, I was just like, Lord, like, as a leader, am I supposed to feel this weak? Mm. And he said, I started it. So let me finish it. So um, prayer, it kept growing, it kept growing, wow. it kept growing, and I kept crying, <laughs> I kept crying, <laughs> I kept crying, because I was scared, and I remember I was so, I was shaking so bad, and I was just like, this, but this isn't the spirit of fear, so what is it? And then I called my grandpa, who has all this experience, and he was saying, this is called wholesome fear. Mm. And I was like, wholesome fear. I never heard you talk about wholesome fear. What right. is wholesome fear? And he was just like, it's the nerves. He's like, you don't you don't want to ever get out of wholesome fear. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Right. He was just like, you don't want you want to be nervous to the point where you have to completely depend on the Holy Spirit mm. so you don't start talking. That's good. And I was like, oh, that's what I want cuz I was just I was just like, Lord, I like when this is when you're so passionate about something, you just and you do it for God. You don't want anybody to see you. Right. You just want everything to be Him because you really probably have to repent for less things, right? That's good. So I had to. I was really nervous. Uh, my confidence, Kev, was terrible. Really, my confidence was terrible. Um, this it didn't is, seem this is like six it. months ago. Yes, 
it um it wasn't you know the best and um I was afraid of what people would say mm-hmm. because it's just like who does she think she is holier that art type of you know and I don't want to be seen like that um I just wanted to be seen as regular normal mm-hmm. girl of you know just a yeah. regular person yeah wow and so now you're six months into it, mm-hmm. and do I do I see a retreat? Is that is that is a retreat going on? The ret- <laughs> a talk retreat. About, talk about that is going on. So, um, back in one of the months where I cried again <laughs> during prayer. Wait, which one? <laughs> right, which one? Probably the eighth one at this point. Oh, um, so I was. I was really struggling. That was the first time during prayer where um, I had no words. I had no words, and I was so mad. And I was like, I wasn't fired up. I wasn't, you know, I was just, and that, I think, I'm going to be honest, Kev, that's when the battle of being consistent started. Mm. So um, God was like, I'm pleased. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, and I was getting exhausted. I was getting exhausted. Even praying once a week is exhausting, like, into that caliber. So um, that that day, the Lord was just like, um, he literally, he was just like, do a retreat. And I was like, okay, Lord, is that you? You know, and so I, you know, I kept it. And that, I never went through so much spiritual warfare with, like, that prayer call. Mm -hmm. I had to literally, I was so embarrassed. I was embarrassed because we had, like, so many new ladies um, that, you know, I didn't know it was their first time. I think we had like over 40 women on the call during that time. And then my computer shut down, kicked everybody off of zoom and I'm already not feeling it. I was so frustrated. Mm. Lex and Tari, like we're praying for you, girl. Don't just keep going. And I'm like, so I'm, you know, I, I'm upset. And during that time, God was like, push, like, push. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like God, he's just like, you want to serve me. How bad do you want it? Right. Do you it. Know? Do it. Then. Like, do it. Go like, ahead. jump. Right? <laughs> right. Jump off the porch. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had to push. And as I was pushing, like, I like I broke down because, it, like, I felt like the enemy was fighting me so hard and being like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think you are? You're not finna do this, you know, with the retreat. Um it has been, it has been an experience. Really? Um, it has been an experience with really depending on God. Yeah. Um, you know, as looking for a place and things like that, because we serve a God of excellence, so I wanted to do it in excellence. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was looking for a place, and I was, you know, I didn't want it to hold just like, you know, 19 women, because the call was pretty mm-hmm. solid, right? So... I was looking for, you know, like some Airbnbs and stuff like that. And I stumbled upon a place totally out of our financial means, right? But I was like, no, you have not because you asked not. So, God, this is what I want. And I'm going to put it on you that you put it across my eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is what I want. And um, when I say God did a miracle with that price... Really? A miracle yeah. with that price. And that's how I knew, like, he said, this is what I told you to do. Yeah. 
That was a confirmation. It was confirmation because, you know, Ah, I had my eyes on this big place and I was just like, Lord, make it happen. And he did. Wow. That's great. And so, so how would one, how would, and this is a women's call, correct? Mm -hmm. How would somebody listening to this be able to join the call? Oh, just, um, you can email shameintobeauty at gmail.com. Um, or you can DM me on Instagram. That's how most people join the call. Rail underscore four. Cool. Yeah. And I will leave all your Instagram and all your you know different social media in the show notes so that you know you all can find it and join it. Cause I mean I, I can just imagine just a, a a chat full of all of y'all just going in. Yeah. So that's really great. And um, yeah, proud of you for just doing that and having the the boldness and courage to like keep going regardless of not feeling adequate at first or not, you know, like there's so many it's different reasons that you had to, <laughs> that you had to quit. Yeah. Um, but you continue to, you know, follow what the Lord told you. And so I think that's something that we can all appreciate and learn from. So thank you even just for your story. Thank you for coming on here. I appreciate this conversation. I yes. definitely have to have you back on because this was great. So thank you. Kev. Thank you. Know. you. I appreciate it. Thank you.